When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sports show. Hello and welcome to episode number 83 of the TTM Sports Show. Now, as you all know, my name is James. I'm usually joined by another James. That James isn't available for this episode. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus episode but what i have done is got another james it's james gray from the love tennis podcast mr gray how are you doing i'm absolutely great it's friday evening you can't want anything better than that oh i agree yeah working monday to friday eight till five i know myself it is a blessing uh i can tell you that right now as an ex-retail uh, uh an ex-retail worker for well over nearly two decades i got out of it a few months ago and it is absolutely amazing uh it is the term <laughs> so james um 
tell us a bit about yourself and uh, and then a bit about the Love Tennis podcast. I'm a sports journalist and broadcaster and author. Uh, I work. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the iNewspaper, which I hope uh, some of your listeners will be keen readers of, or iNews.co.uk is, is online. I've been there about two years, but I've been a journalist for... I suppose about eight years now, um, working kind of across all sports. So I work, I do a lot of tennis at the moment, but that's sort of, uh, yeah, I, I do all sorts. I've had one of the, probably one of the more glamorous weeks of my life because, uh, well, not all my life. I don't know, maybe I was at, um, where was I? I was at the Emirates on Wednesday night for the football. God, I'd love to have been there. At Cheltenham on Tuesday night, Tuesday for the horse racing. I had Monday off and I was at Stamford Bridge on Sunday for Chelsea, Newcastle. So I've had... Uh, one of those weeks where I have to um, wear many hats, but uh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I would cover take almost everything. Uh, James, I would take I'd take ten seconds of one of those hats for a media <laughs> accreditation. Uh, I would do anything. I myself have done a bit of writing, a bit of sports writing, but my grammar isn't as good as yours. But no doubt, <laughs> off air, I'll, I'll send you some stuff across. I was uh, I was let down by Kit Magazine. I I went and got the 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 ex head of of kits basically for Nike um, to talk about oh, yeah. a, a Club America shirt and I'd, I'd got the pictures done of it all I'd interviewed him and then they went cold and I was literally like oh great you know as a 35 a year old man last year I took the decision to uh, do a freelance journalism diploma like one of those ones at home and it took me months and months and months and I got it and I passed it but I've I've been a bit quiet on it recently, so maybe maybe I'll ping you a message and see what you think. But uh, no, writing is a hard hard gig. Absolutely, it's it's tough. It's hours, you know. I mean, it's it, I sometimes think the good thing about writing is you can kind of fudge it, right? Like with podcasting, you can't fudge it that much, and with broadcasting, with writing, sometimes you can. But the kind of uh, hours to words produced is so different, and it's it's a bit more of a grind, which is I guess why I like broadcaster you know i used to do a bit of sports radio and that was a little bit more i guess it's more live but the hours are much shorter absolutely <laughs> with the i i did the tokyo uh, the beijing olympics recently and that was you know 16 hour days for two and a half weeks don't get me wrong it it sounds like my life is all just traveling and glamour but uh I never forget how lucky I am to do what i do and there's so many i'm sure there are listeners out there who would absolutely you know as you say cut off their right arm for a shot at, at what I do so yeah I'm very lucky um I started the love tennis podcast about uh four years ago now with a guy called George Belshaw who used to work for the Metro which I'm sure many of your listeners uh, will have read uh he's now sort of gone native and now is a civil servant but he still podcasts with me uh we also work with a guy called Calvin Beton who's a tennis coach a level five which is the sort of top level of coaching in this country um the works all over the world and he he's a kind of expert voice on the show we've we had a bit of a hiatus we had a year or two off and then we came back we brought in calvin and yeah we've had a, a really great six months really ever since i know we're going to talk about emma radicani later ever since emma won the us open we've had a a really great up to uptick in numbers and more people getting involved more people wanting to be on the show and just gone from strength to strength, really, and, and we're loving every minute of it. 
Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, from the outside looking in, um, it looks as if you do, you're doing quite well. We we follow you on Twitter. That was uh, the Twitterverse as it is. Uh, we find that's the most uh, responsive social media out, but it's also the, the biggest gamble, actually, in terms of social media as well. Um, but in terms of the tennis world, now, I myself, I've followed tennis um, for probably since, I would say, around... The year 99, I would say, when I first started getting into it, it was the Stellar Artois Championships at Queen's with uh, Greg Rosetsky and Tim Henman as the Britain's main hopes back in the day. But they're always dashed by that one man, Pistol Pete Sampras, would always do the damage. And, and who can ever forget the Suns headline, one set from glory for Tim Henman. And the next day he got took apart by Goran Ivanisevic in the semi-finals at Wimbledon. That broke my heart. Um, but then along came... A certain Andy Murray, a, a Scotsman, and who can ever forget, uh, again, at the Aegon Championships at Queen's, putting in a fantastic performance there. And then he eventually went out to, uh, he went out to an Argentinian called David Nalbandian in his first ever Wimbledon appearance. He looked so scrawny, so skinny, and he, he, he was just simply faded. But his career has been one of absolute incredible highs and also, you know... God, if he could have turned some of those finals into into victories, he would definitely be up there as one of the greatest to ever do it. But over the past couple of years, we know that following on Amazon Prime, no doubt you've seen it, where he had the operation with a metal hip. He, he got to world number one after that astounding run through Asia to pick up all those points to get to world number one and dominated Djokovic at the Millennium Dome at the O2 to get number one. It then went sort of downhill from there with the injuries. We, we've seen him in fits and starts, James. But, you know, the question I want to ask, and the same to all the casual listeners of all sport, really, is where is Andy Murray and what's going on? Well, I can tell you where he is. I, I think I, I'm fairly sure he's in Miami at the moment. Uh, he's, he's basically going to be in Miami for the next three months, which is usually a bad sign. I often say to kind of fellow tennis journalists that being in Miami is a bit of a code word for basically being out on the on the booze every night. Uh, Andy, Andy Murray will not be out on the Skype in Miami. He is basically, he's got a tournament there next week, uh, the Miami Open. Uh, he'll play that however it goes, and then he'll stay in Miami for pretty much the next three months doing a big training block. He's brought back a guy who some people may remember called Ivan Lendl. Who Twice was before, isn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he was his coach when he won Wimbledon in 2013. He was in coach when he won Wimbledon in 2016, both the Olympic gold medals and the US Open. Basically, whenever Andy Murray's done well, even Lendl's been there. So, yeah, he's brought him back. He is one of the strangest men in tennis. He eats dinner at about five o'clock in the afternoon. There's nowhere he'd rather oh. be than the golf course. Um, he's basically obsessed with his dog. Uh, but, so, look, what he knows what's what. He, he isn't even out in the US yet. He's going to fly out after the Miami Open. He'll do three months with Murray. And, and this is kind of his last shot for me. Like, as you say, it has been downhill pretty much since the end of 2016 when he got to world number one. Um, he's had this hip problem. He's had this hip problem all his life, to be honest, but he's been able to cope with it. Yeah. And now he, he's had to have this these two surgeries. And what he's trying to do, no one's ever done before. Like, the, a bit like, you know, Tiger Woods had this... Um, back operation and he sacked his coach afterwards because he was like look no one who has ever had this operation has tried to play professional golf again so i don't need you coach you don't have a clue what's going on neither do i there's no point in you being here and it's kind of the same thing for murray he most people when they have this operation 
they're just trying to learn to walk and maybe play lawn bowls again. And don't get me wrong, I love lawn bowls. I'm a big lawn bowls guy. But Andy Murray wants to play professional tennis and it's slightly harder work. So, uh, yeah, he's in a pretty difficult situation. And I I think this is probably going to be... If you have never been to Wimbledon before and never seen Andy Murray and you want to, get tickets this year because you ain't going to see him next year, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, the, the difficult thing is is getting tickets, I think, is a, is a, is a difficult one. But uh, no, absolutely, I followed his career all, all the way through. I, I think I think the penny dropped, really, when he knocked Rafa out of that 2008 US Open semi-final to play Roger in the final. Who can never forget? Sponsored by Highland Spring back in the day, Andy Murray. Um, it's been an absolute revelation uh, for British tennis. He, he's not won Wimbledon once, but he's won it twice. He, you know, double Olympic gold medalist. He's uh, astounding. He won the Davis Cup on his own, let's be honest. Who, who can never remember that final point against, uh, I think it was David Goffin and maybe in the, in the final in Belgium on the clay. Um, the guy's a revelation. Um, well, look, we wish Andy nothing but luck and hopefully, let's let's say fingers crossed he can. And, and I know you mentioned that it's not been done before. You're, you're right. I think another another player had a go, which is one of the Bryan brothers, one of the greatest ever yeah. doubles players to do it, but it didn't really go that well. Well, also he was playing doubles and, you know, that, that yeah. I love I love doubles, but you don't have to run around as much and no, you don't have to not. change direction as much. So it was a bit easier. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I always forget which Brian brother it is. I think it's Bob. Um, but I know um, I know Andy's been talking to him quite a lot, certainly in the early days after his hip operation. But you're right. It's it's so hard to do what he's doing. Um, and, you know, God bless him. He, he doesn't half try hard. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't like to paint him as the plucky British loser. Because he's, as you say, our, my co-podcaster Calvin mm. often says Andy's in the top 20 players of all time. I'd I agree with that. Pretty accurate. You know, as you say, three Grand Slam titles and I think another seven finals or something on top of that. So, uh, yeah, if this is the end of Andy, there's a hell of a legacy to leave behind. Absolutely. And talking about, you know, from from one champion to another, really, the podcast just goes from one place to another. Um, just a, just the last one on Andy Murray, he, and you know we're gonna I'm gonna stick it out. The TTM Sports Show has no time for Sitsu Pass for his antics at the U.S. Open. If you know, you know. Um, anyway, moving on from from Andy Murray to Emma Raducanu, absolute um, incredible journey at the U.S. Open. But for those who just jumped on the bandwagon, that's all they'll know her for. But those who really know sport know that she did make a really good appearance at Wimbledon, to be fair, uh, beforehand and done well to get through to the fourth round, I believe it was, when she, she got to Wimbledon and, and, and a very strong showing. But since the US Open, you know, the photo shoots, the celebrity lifestyle, which is which is going to happen. You're a Grand Slam winner. You're young. You're, you're you know, you're, you're British. It, it's going to happen. Is she a myth, James, or is she the real deal? And it's just, you know, what, what is Emma Raducanu, sporting wise? Uh, a little early to tell, I, I sort of without wanting to sit on the fence too much, but picking the splinters out my backside. Uh, mm. I think she she is very early on in her career. You know, this this run that she had at Wimbledon and, and then at the US Open was freakish. Uh, and let's not uh, over understate it. It was a freak run. She didn't play anyone in the top 10. She probably got two pretty good matchups for her in terms of the two top 20 players that she did play in Benchich and Sakari. She got hot. The women's game is so even at the moment. There's so little difference between number nine and number 50 that if you get hot, you can do it. She has had a lot of injuries in the last... I mean, even before even before last year, she did have quite a few injuries in her, her younger career, in her junior career. So that was something that happened. And, you know, some people get injured a lot. It happens. 
So it's not necessarily surprising to see her having a few different issues. Um, and I'm not concerned about it in a long-term way because there are lots of different types of injuries. You know, she's had that blister problem. She's had a sort of hip injury. She's currently got a left leg problem that she actually appears to have come through pretty well. So I'm not concerned in that kind of, you know, oh my goodness, she should be a, a croc for the next five years. Is she the real deal? I think she will probably balance out to a, you know, a decent top 20 player. That's I good. I mean, yeah, which, which let's not let's not beat around the bush in the, in the grand scheme of British women's tennis is blooming good. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Conta got to world mm. number four somehow, and we don't really know how, and got to a Wimbledon semi-final, which I maintain she should have won. Uh, and we thought that was brilliant. So if Emma Raducanu becomes someone who is seeded at most Grand Slams and gives us something to cheer about in the women's draw and crucially inspires more girls and women to play tennis, then great. Uh, but I think that's probably where she'll be. Will she win another Grand Slam? I don't know, 50-50 maybe? Wimbledon, you would argue, wouldn't you, and say with the home support. And, and, and you're right, with the women's game, so um, not fragmented. I think that's quite harsh I, I think like you say more more there's more of an opportunity be, between the top 20 to have a go whereas uh whereas where the men's tennis over the past decade has been a closed shop really you know your top six you'd say you know you had a sordling flirting with the top five then you had Vavrinka and david ferrer and you know del potro on their days could hop in and obviously murray but uh, you know apart from those guys it really is a pretty much closed shop um in terms of Three British players I want to talk about in the men's game. I think I'm am I right in saying that Andy Murray, even though he's been he has been winning a few games on tour, not enough to get himself into the top three of in his own nation. Is that right? Uh that's a great question. I think he's British number three at the moment, yeah, just so about. Does so that he mean snuck, he snuck back into the uh Yeah, he is British number three again because he snuck back into the top one hundred. I mean, uh, so he did get overtaken by Liam Brody, uh, who is one of his very good mates and someone that we know quite well on the pod, mm. um, and who is a great guy and a really hardworking player who is just on the potential on the verge of breaking into the top one hundred for the first time in his career, uh, which would be great. He qualified for um for Indian Wells last week, which was a big um Masters level one hundred, which is kind of the tournament below Grand Slam. Um, he came through qualifying in that to, to get into the main draw, which is a pretty good result for him, really, um, given the, the level he's at, at the moment. So, yeah, Murray is up to British number three again. But as you say, there are two guys who outrank him in, in Dan Evans and Cam Norrie. I mean, Dan Evans is an interesting guy. Um, mm. Again, someone we know pretty well on, on the podcast. Calvin um, is very good mates with him and has worked with him over the years. He has a unique game. You know, he's not very tall. I think he's 5'11", off the top of my head, but he could be a little heart. Tall. A lot of heart. I, uh, yeah, a lot of heart and a lot of kind of ingenuity. Uh, in fact, you tell you what, Dan Evans, mm, yeah, might be 5'8", which is, you know, in tennis yeah. terms, 5'8 is teeny tiny. Um, you know, no one really is under six foot. Uh, so it means that he has to improvise and he has to find other ways of being successful. He's got a great slice backhand, which is a real throwback. Um, he's very aggressive. He comes forward a lot. And, you know, he beat Novak Djokovic last year. Where yeah. he, okay, not in a Grand Slam, in a in a tour event, but that's a massive deal. Uh, and he, I think he got up to as high as just short of the top 20 last year, which which is, you know, for someone who is has a limited amount of talent, like Dan Evans is never going to be world number one. He's never going to win a Grand Slam. But he's made the best of what he's got. You know, and it wasn't always that way. He, you know, 
he went through a period in his life where he wasn't that committed to tennis. Yeah, and absolutely. Actually, you know, and I actually think now he is, and and that's pretty great to watch. The, the, the guy who outranks him in Cam Norrie is is in some ways similar. He doesn't have the same kind of character in any way. You know, Evo is a, an incredibly angry man, and you know he's very funny as well. Has a very dry sense of humour. Cam is. Well, he's also similarly dry, but he's quite a sort of shy guy and he's very, very fit. You know, in lockdown, he ran a 10K every day and he 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 went to college in the US and did things a bit differently. And, you know, I don't know if people know who he is. Which is Do you know what problem. I think, James? You know, from the casual, my friend, from the casual, Andy Murray, um, we all know his results got him to, 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 to everybody knows him as a cult hero and status. Dan Evans... You could argue uh, his personality, again, um, endeared himself, really, to the British public, especially. I mean, I used to watch uh, Greg Rosetsky and uh, and the guys on Sky Sports at the US Open sat outside Arthur Ashe on the, on the big stools talking about the matches. And they're talking about Dan Evans a lot and saying, look, yeah, he did have off-the-field issues. And in any sport, you will always get characters like that. Um, but he endeared himself to me for how he's managed to come back and, and recommit to get himself up the, the rankings. But Cameron Nor- Norrie, t- you know... Who is he? You know, and 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 I think you need without sounding uh, without sounding coarse, as it were, to, towards him and uncouth. But the reality is, I think he might need to employ uh, a, a media a media coach or someone because there's no doubt this guy's got talent. I mean, Kyle Edmund not even in the picture at the moment. Um, mm. You know, so uh, Cameron, Kyle Edmund's you know, back on court. Kyle Edmund, I saw him the other day. He was hitting balls on a tennis court, which he hasn't done for about a year. So there's something there. Brilliant. But you're right. I mean, in terms in terms of Cam Norrie, yeah, definite definite talent there. But yeah, that's the big the big question really that I wanted to ask you as well. You know, is Cam Cam Norrie? And I've got a good answer. It's absolutely. We we all know that there's you know he snuck really to British number one. And if if Evans got there, we all heard about it. If Kyle Edmund got there, we'd all know about it. If Murray got there, we'd all know about it. Um, but no, it, it, the future actually looks a lot better. It's less bleak than what it did, let's say, a decade ago when you took Andy out there really was no one and not, that's not being rude to to the LTA or any, or anyone you know the or anyone at British tennis um but the reality is they've, I think they've done a good job actually to to start bringing people through um yeah and and just and the name really that people who you know don't follow tennis a lot to look out for I think in British tennis and I hope that you'll see lots of him this summer is a guy called Jack Draper um he's 20 years old he's about 150 in the world at the moment He's over in Miami at the moment because he's going to play uh, in the Miami Open. He got to the final of Junior Wimbledon, I think, four years ago. Uh, he lost to a, a guy from Taiwan there. I was there on number one court and immediately looked at him and thought, this guy's got it. Um, he's another real hardworking guy. He's left-handed, which in tennis is basically a superpower. It makes you about 15% more likely to succeed. And I, I think he's, he's a really nice guy. He's also an incredibly good-looking guy. Hey, that's Uh, what you want for the media, James. You know what? He is the first tennis player I've ever come across who I I went to his agent and said, look, can we we do an interview? Mm. And he said, oh, we don't do interviews. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, I'm his modeling agent. We just do the photo shoots. And I was like, so he has a tennis agent and a modeling agent. Maybe Dimitrov, James. Maybe Dimitrov, you know, as we're heading down that off 
Feliciano or Deliciano as he's uh, oh, known to Judy. Greg or Dimitrov <laughs> on a Friday night. It makes me very, very excited. Oh, there you go, James. Absolutely. They are. I'll tell you what, those guys, they, they genuinely could go into, into, into modelling. There's no shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's a fact. Off but Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. And it's all about image. You know, for our podcast, predominantly football and boxing, you, you could take boxing, for instance, someone like Anthony Joshua, you have on one hand who is a very good boxer, but also a very good looking guy. And then you have Tyson Fury, who's probably the best boxer, not the best looking guy but you'll find that Joshua earns more than him and he earns yeah. more than him because of endorsements um, but look James finally just be, just before we wrap up it's been a really interesting conversation uh, bringing up our, our listeners really up to date on, on the goings on really on the British tennis scene but back to the world tennis scene it's it's still those guys isn't it I know um, I, I know we've seen some emergence of you know Tsitsipas and uh, and Zverev um, and, and a few more coming through now However, for me, surely Djokovic is still numero uno with with Rafa and and Roger on their, you know, Rafa, Roland Garros. I know we saw it at the Australian, but you you would say Roland Garros still king and Roger at Wimbledon, you know. I mean, where's your thoughts on these guys? Who's who's the best for you? And, and, you know, who who can go on and keep going? Um, Well, never let any tennis fan hear this, but I'm a Roger guy. I always was a Roger guy growing up. Um, just, I just always loved the way he played the game and the way he moved. And obviously, because of the Wimbledon thing, it's it's inevitable. I think probably if you ask me to pick the greatest player of all time, I think it's Djokovic. I think he he has the mastery of all three different surfaces better than anyone else. You know, he he he's an incredible athlete. I don't like the guy. Uh, I'm be pretty open about that. Yeah, but vaccinations, James. Oh, I mean, honestly. Novak's uh, opinion on vaccinations is like the tip of the iceberg on how weird he is. Like mm. there are so many other things he's really weird about, but I don't want to get ranting on that. Tennis-wise, Djokovic, he's he's the goat for me. Um, I think he's probably still got a couple of years left as long as he's allowed in everywhere. Uh, I think Roger Federer's probably done now. Uh, he hasn't played for you know best part of fifteen months. He, oh no, he played at Wimbledon last year, didn't he? But, you know, he's not been fit since before the pandemic, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think he's really just hanging on now for the odd exhibition, maybe the odd wildcard here and there. So, yeah, you're now just Djokovic against the rest. I think Nadal, incidentally, you know, just won the Australian Open. And the guy is a freak. I mean, he's, an, he's a complete freak. Uh, there's absolutely no way he should be playing top-level tennis. And, yeah, I think he probably will win, like, one or two more. He might win Roland Garros this year. He might win it next year as well. But... Djokovic has got his number on clay, so, you know, it could be the end of Nadal as well, quite frankly. And who would have ever thought that, James? I mean, you know, Rafael Nadal, he's been patched up more than... Well, I, I, don't even, I can't even think of an analogy, to be honest. What I do know is that his arms are, you know wider than my thighs so you know as far as i'm concerned that guy's stacked uh he's a legend i went to his home his home island of mallorca a couple of years ago absolutely beautiful place uh went, went around there and he's a, he's he's revered as a king uh on that island rafael nadal um and i we, we 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 really love the guy actually um we think he's we think he's class obviously we're all team andy um no mm-hmm. doubt but uh um, and then Serena Williams now, you know, still hanging on, still trying to beat the Navratilova record. But look, James, um, we, we think um, just having you on here for very quickly for this podcast has been fantastic for us. We wish you um, nothing but absolute success in your endeavours in the broadcasting, journalistic and podcasting arenas. And I hope it's been OK on our show for you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
Cool. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, we'll see you again very, very soon. Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.